Good luck, Harry Potter. Well, cover me with eggs and flour and bake me for 40 minutes. Hello, and welcome to Scream Masters with me, Bav. And me, Fluff. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid even we have been struck by the deadly coronavirus. Sorry. Not in an actual way, not in okay. a literal way. Okay. Like, we're not dying or anything. Okay. But, um... You sure? Well, it's cocked us up though, hasn't it? That's what I'm getting at. Well, So, yeah. this episode, ladies and gentlemen, was supposed to be a movies episode, coinciding with the release of No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. And we were going to do a top three James Bond films. So for the last month, we've been working towards that. <laughs> and then as we sit here now on the, I don't know, 7th of March, something like that, mm -hmm. uh... The release date's been pushed back six months, <laughs> so we're going to have a bit of a potluck episode today. Um, we will do the Bond one, but we're going to sit on it until November when the release date is actually around, because that's Makes when the sense. content will be more popular. So we're going to leave that till November and push that to one side. So today's episode, because literally two days ago they announced that it was being pushed, so we've not had a huge amount of time to rejig things. And you didn't even know? Uh, I didn't until you told me, no. Um, <laughs> so I'd have come up here and done Bond anyway. But, um, so we're going to have a bit of a potluck one. We're going to cover a little bit of news. Uh, I've got a couple of questions from, um, uh, from the listeners that we'll go through that I've been sitting on for a while for just such an occasion. Perfect. Um, so yes, welcome. Hello. Welcome to this episode. I don't know what I'm going to call this episode at the minute. I'm thinking, potluck, why not? Potluck. 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 That's what this episode's called. Yeah. Well, that's what you said when we were coming up here. You were like, okay, it's just going to be potluck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll do that. But of course, it wouldn't be right for me to start the show without turning to some fantastic words. Sure. Go for it. And this week, I think these are particularly relevant. So I, I turn to the words of Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee. And say, when you put your arms around me, I get a fever that's so hard to bear. You give me fever. Fever. <laughs> no, no, in, in nothing, the morning. No, yeah, no, no, nothing to do with the coronavirus. Nothing at all. Nothing okay. at all to do with that. So, before we move on to our topic slash non-topic, <laughs> we'll do the admin stuff. So, hello, if you're listening to us on the podcast, welcome. If you're new. Hello, if you're returning, we're sorry, we're still here. Uh, if you're on the YouTube, hello, I'll physically wave to you guys, if Hiya. you can see us. Hiya. You can see our lovely collection of stuff that we brought for the shelf this time for our recording. Um, uh, yes, I don't think there's any, there's maybe a little bit of foreshadowing there in the back of my head, but yeah, there you go. Um, uh, yes, if you want to get involved, you can uh, go to the YouTube channel, which is bit.ly forward slash bitebackyt. Uh, there, go over there, subscribe to the channel, like the videos, comment, whatever you want to do, it all helps. We're trying to push that uh, to the monetization stage at this point. Um, if you'd like to donate more directly and get access to, ah, access even, ac I don't even know what word I was trying to say there, access to exclusive content not available through the YouTube channel, um, and freebies, t-shirts, all that sort of stuff, you can go over to bit.ly forward slash Patreon. Uh, and you can donate directly there with tiers at seven, nine, and fifteen dollars. I think it is. That's absolutely bad. Always on. right. Always right. Always every getting time. this right. We're always damn right. good at this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and remember, the bite is spelt as a computer bite, not a food bite. I love how, like, two months ago, you were like, "I'm not going to keep saying this," and yet you continuously do. Yeah, because then I realised I'd redone all the links as 
buy back YT and buy back Patreon, so I still needed to explain oh, okay, it anyway. Okay, I can't right. stop. Sure. It's me. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously all of this information is permanently pinned at the top of the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash The Screen Masters. We post up there when the new episodes are releasing. Uh, I may start doing some polls and things on there for future content and stuff. Um, so yeah, go over there, like the page, you'll get you know, in notified when things are going on and what we're doing uh, and any live streams we might be doing as the channel did at the end of February. I think that's everything. Have I missed anything? No, Facebook, Patreon, YouTube. I think we're all right. So let's let's do some news and some general chit chat then. Sure. And then we'll go to a couple of uh, listener questions. What have been watching? Uh, so... Obviously, I've watched one or two Bond films. Uh, yes, well, but, but yes. there's no point in talking about yeah, that really at this point, is there? So well, not that, that. that that took up a little bit of time. But no, there's a number. I guarantee of you, things... I've watched more than you are. You are sorry. I guarantee you, I've watched more than you are. Yeah, but you're a huge Bond fan, whereas well, I, I've, I've, I've borrowed my dad's entire. I bought him the DVD collection of uh, Roger Moore ones because uh, Roger okay. Moore's his favourite. So I borrowed that back off him. Oh, I had some fun going through those. I really did. Oh, but we'll save that till November. We'll save that till November. <laughs> Only another six months, kids. That's it. Don't blame us. Blame coronavirus or MGM. I'm not sure. Whoever you want. That's just the no one else seems to have well, cancelled no, anything, did no, they? Which not I find yet. A bit weird. Not yet. But the thing is, is that I was having discussions with people at work about this, and they were like, "Why would they do this? Money." Money is the is the killer. Thing. That's what I said to. That's what I said. Any, to anybody, even even the sniff that they won't go to the cinema because of. They don't want to contract the virus and yeah. things like this. Every event, everywhere. Well, this is it. I mean, you know, I'm sure today they said, oh, you know, elderly people stay indoors soon and all this. So uh, they don't want to lose money because they know they'll lose a shit ton yeah. of it. They've already lost $50 million just by pushing it back six yeah. months. So, and the Chinese market will be massive as well. And you aren't going to get the Chinese market at the minute. No. It's like because uh, uh, Black Widow is the beginning of May, isn't it? Yes. I wonder whether because that's the key time. At the moment that's they're the saying sort of no. the start of blockbuster yeah. season, isn't it? Yeah, at the moment they're saying no, but, uh, yeah. but anyway. that's what I find interesting. They've gone so early with it and just gone right. Let's shove it back. Yeah, uh, pre- right preempting back. it, or maybe they weren't happy with uh, with uh, how things are. Well, that's my wonder. You know, is there just use it as an excuse? Yeah, no, anyway. machinations right. we're not aware of. On to what I've been watching. So uh, I finally got round to watching Jumanji: The Next Level. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yes, so I can't talk about. That. You keep no no no. By your way, let's talk about it. We, uh, I, the reason is that the good lady teacher wants to watch that one as well. Fair play. And she play. wanted to get involved in some of the bonds. No, so we've been watching the bonds. I'll stuff. try not to say too much with with, with spoilers. Um, very much enjoyed it. I good. actually think I enjoyed this more than I did the first one. That's interesting. Um, I don't know whether it's because. Uh, the Rock is doing a great Danny DeVito impression. Nice. I nice. mean, obviously, I love Danny DeVito. You know, yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't? Especially because of, uh, you know, playing Frank Reynolds in uh, oh, Always Sunny. Oh, I wonder what show he's in. Yeah, I wonder, wonder if he's in Always Sunny and he's hilarious as shit. Uh, even Kevin Hart, who I'm not going to say I rate as a great actor, yeah, does a very convincing uh, Danny Glover. Yeah. He, he, he genuinely does. He, ge- yeah. he genuinely does. I was like, you know what? You two are playing quite well. Karen Gillan, uh, I will actually say, at times, feels like the centre uh, because without giving too much away, her character remains the same. Her, her, the person she is in the real world becomes the same avatar that she was previously. Right. Okay. Which isn't necessarily the case for other people. Yeah. yeah. So because she's like, oh, I'm still the character that I was. Yeah. I'm more comfortable in who I am, and so yeah, she she feels a little bit more front and center in some of the aspects, and I think that's great because she's surrounded by this massive number of male casts. Mm-hmm. 
uh, cast members. Uh, uh, I can't remember the actress's name. Aquafina. Aquafina. Sorry, thank you. She does appear in it a, a little Aquafina bit later. So, um, and she's a great addition to it as well. Mm. Very comedic chops in her as well. She does this great Danny DeVito as well, which I would say is fantastic. I really enjoyed this. I think that they're clearly leading to a third and final one. I think yeah. that's, the, that's the inevitability. That's my worry because. I, I think it's um, I think it was Kermo's review when he was talking about this and the Welcome to the Jungle, the first mm. sort of sequel remake that they did. Um, is like you you got away with it the first time, yeah, and now you've gotten away with it the second time, yeah, yeah. Just stop. Don't yeah. don't risk it. Yeah, um, let's not try again. Let, let's just say I again. think they've already put the wheels in yeah, motion. Yeah, I'm sure that one is there. So I just they, worry that yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to be the one that breaks the you know the straw yeah. that breaks the camel. Uh, but you know what? Uh, considering the quality of some of the films that have been watching recently as a result of Oscar season, you know, as we discussed last time, you know, Knives Out, Jojo Rabbit and various other things were just really good. I haven't sat down and kind of watched a Hollywood blockbuster film mm-hmm. like this for a little while. So it was a pleasant palate cleanser. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a brain off. Yeah. Brain off, I'm not expecting amazing storytelling, yeah. I just want to be entertained. That's it. Sometimes yeah. if you put one of these on, maybe half an hour in, you're like, actually, I'm not down for this. I'll watch the whole thing Back to front, so uh, you know for I me mean? that's that's a good sign as well. Ooh. But I really enjoyed it, uh, much more than the first one, I think. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first one. So uh, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think that's the thing. Sometimes when you're like, oh, we're back in here, and there's a familiarity with certain elements mm-hmm. of it. This is a sequel that does the original justice. Oh, that's good. Which is, it's, it's good. Uh, something else I've watched is uh, I finished Narcos Mexico, okay. uh, which I mentioned to you previously about, uh, mm-hmm. which was. Originally, Narcos was uh, suggested to me by our good friend, Mr. Jordan Barber, mm-hmm. uh, who may do some lovely logos and designs. Indeed, shout like, out uh, to Jordan. He does uh, all the Screen Masters branding and the Buyback Media logo branding. Thank you, buddy. Um, so he put me onto Narcos many, many years ago, and I've been following that for a good few years. Narcos Mexico is just the latest in, in the, the kind of series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diego Luna, who obviously we know as um, Cassie Nanda. Thank you. I was trying to think of his character's name, and I couldn't yeah. get there in a minute. Uh, yeah, so he plays Cassie Nanda in, mm-hmm. uh, in Rogue One. Obviously, he's picking that up to do the Cassie Nanda series. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic in this, and as are a number of other actors and characters within this. I really enjoyed this. So that made me start watching another series based on similar kind of threads, which is El Chapo. Mm. So on first season into which that... Which is a word I know. What does El Chapo El, actually mean? Is it El Chapo. No, no, no. El Chapo is uh, Chapo Guzman, who was the right. Mexican drug lord who right, was okay. arrested and managed to escape prison and this, oh, that and the other. yes, yes. Yeah, I remember reading the stories around that. Yeah, so I'm only in first season. I'll come back uh, once I've finished seasons two and three mm. and then give a full review of that. But again, I think I was just going from one drug thing into another, so uh, it was uh, it was, it was suggested. Going, it was suggested after I finished it. Why not watch El Chapo? You know what? I've heard good things. Let's watch it. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. The the guy who plays Chapo in this is actually really good. It's not your traditional, uh, you know, the same as Narcos Mexico. It's not identical to that. There are stints where he's in prison, and you're seeing the mental and physical breakdown of, of El Chapo, and it's like I'm actually supposed to give this guy a bit of compassion, even though he's a cold-blooded killer and mm. uh, drug dealer you do feel it you know that some of the some of the hard, hard shit he goes through i'm sure it's all dramatized just for the sake of it yeah probably. but anyway um and then two other things that i've been watching alter carbon season two okay so i've watched it because obviously i've watched a lot of films i've kind of switched back to tv for a little while i really enjoyed the first season of uh, alter carbon um and this one uh replaced uh the main lead with anthony mackie who we all know from oh yeah yeah who was uh, the lead in the first season? 
Uh, oh, it is somebody whose name escapes me right now. Yeah, um, I think, sorry, I shouldn't have said that because I knew. I Jonathan, know uh, no, Joel Kinnaman. That's it. Joel Kinnaman, that's it. Um, so he was really good in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Mackie does just as good a job as as, uh, as he did in, in this one. It's a little bit, I think it's a little bit shorter, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more compressed. It's not identical to the books from what I've read, which is great because, again, sometimes they stick too close to the source material. Sometimes they get it wrong. And we've also got uh, the actress who played uh, Misty Knight from Luke Cage. She's in there as well. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, it, it's a really enjoyable sci-fi series. Nice. Again, we've talked about sci-fi series not always necessarily being great in, mm-hmm. in this day and age. I know that there was a one with Katie Sackhoff a little while ago, which was, I couldn't even get through the first episode. It was just fucking hogwash. I tried. It was hogwash. Absolute hogwash. I just felt like it was... I just felt like it was... It, it felt so much like an amalgamation of interesting ideas from other things yeah and they kind of smushed it all together because it's like oh well this is popular in sci-fi and that's popular in sci-fi and this is popular in sci-fi yeah. let's try and smush it all together and it just didn't work for me i don't think no. i didn't I, I wasn't in in the hook on the hook you know no. the, the the first episode hook just didn't get me so so yeah uh, again if you're a sci-fi fan i do encourage you to watch it because i've really yeah, really enjoyed it I, I think it's going to get picked up for season before. three. I do think it's going to get picked up for season three. Uh, again, the, the rest of the supporting cast in there is really, really good. Uh, there's a guy, uh, unfortunately I didn't jot the actor's name down, uh, who plays a character called Poe. He's kind of one of the few characters that actually remains from the first series. He's an AI, and he's fantastic because he shows the breakdown of an AI's uh, kind of build and, and personality because he's, he's been surviving for hundreds of years and stuff. Mm. Really interesting dynamic on that, so that was good. Uh, and the final thing, again, throwing back to a previous episode that we've done, which was the DC animated one, uh, is Superman Red Sun. I haven't had a chance for that yet. I'm so looking forward to that. So, um, again, those who don't know... The, I want to this... say Jason Isaacs is the voice as well. Uh, of Superman, in it? I want to say yes, actually. I do want to say yes. I think you are correct. I, I just... Because I... I mentioned Mark Kermode because I listened to their, uh, him, his and Simon Mayo's podcast just for the guys, uh, for everyone at home. That's why I reference him from time to time. Um, and they're big fans of Jason Isaacs and I have a feeling that when this was knocking about, mm. they made a joke about him being Superman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, you know, I'm sure I saw him in the cast listing at the beginning. I could, probably couldn't remember which character, but yes, it sounds like he probably does. Cool. So for those who don't know, Superman Red Sun is essentially the story of Superman. Uh, however, instead of landing in uh, Kansas. Kansas in America, uh, he ends up landing in Stalingrad in the Soviet Union. Um, and so what would happen if Superman was essentially raised in the Soviet era, not the US? He obviously becomes, uh, you know, friendly with Stalin and various other things. And it's a completely different story. Not entirely true to the graphic novel that I've read a number of years ago. Not entirely true to that. There are some deviations which, again, is sometimes necessary for this, mm-hmm. but thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Again, throwing back to the DC uh, animated stuff, this probably would have, would have been in my in my top five, no joke. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I, that wouldn't shock me, because as long as they do, I mean, the comics... They seem to get better and better. The graphic novel's incredible, yeah. so as long as you do it, well, follow the graphic yeah. novel, or they, stay fairly close... They seem to get better be and better, right. and, unless we're talking about Batman Hush, which was shit. Yeah, that was awful, but again, why didn't it work? It didn't work, because you changed... What already worked, yeah, because you want it to be different, yeah. They didn't want it, oh, okay, it's, like, it's identical, but anyway, that's yeah. Anyway, well, how about yourself? You've been watching well, a couple of bits. Um, since we last discussed, I've uh, I, I did say I probably wouldn't mention it on podcast, but as we've got no actual topic for today, I will mention it. Um, uh, me and the children went to see uh, the Sonic movie since, oh, since we yes. last recorded. Yeah. 
I mean, I've seen a lot of articles saying like that's the best video game film ever. Mm. And well, I know you're a huge Resident Evil fan. No, so no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Right, let's clarify. Oh, okay. I love Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. I th I think pretty much every single one of them is a car crash. Yeah. But I love them for that aspect. Okay. I think yeah, they're all right, okay. highly entertaining. Bull bollocks you know if i want to turn my brain off and fall asleep watching something or just want something on the idea of having a bunch of zombies screaming and shouting and you're like yeah i'll fall asleep because oh, soothing sounds of zombies ripping people's <laughs> heads up mm, how I get what you're saying. Uh, what? it's not necessarily what's on the screen is it it's the tension that's created and because okay, sure. you never feel a sense of impending doom okay, yeah, or right, tension okay. from the film itself because it's actually not very good you're not on the edge of your seat while the zombies are running towards you um, so it's just a bit, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I would never ever try and claim they are the best video game movies because sure. I know they're objectively not very good films. There's even one the last time I watched them through because uh, every now and then I just watch all seven of them back to back. Um, seven. There is, seven. I don't know. Uh, there is, I mean, that's that's like taking Tim Burton creating roles for Helmer Bonham Carter to a whole new level. Like, sure. he, cre he created, Paul W. S. Anderson created an entire film franchise for his wife. Mm -hmm. just so that she could be the star of something um, uh, you see if I thought you'd ever watch them I would love to do a deep dive episode on those films yeah, because there is some fucking brilliant stuff in there and particularly like I've listened to because I, I covered some of them in the direct, uh, in my dissertation um, I looked at some saying, of yeah. those films and I watched the director's commentaries and it's literally just Paul W.S. Anderson going yeah well I really like the walled city idea from Escape from New York so I thought I'd do that and I think this is the second one, because they wall Raccoon City off. So there's a bit where he says that. And then um, they have to rescue a girl whose dad is on the outside of the wall, who's Jared Harris, and his daughter is on the inside. And when you see this girl and stuff, he starts talking, oh, yeah, well, I love aliens, and I really like Newt and the dynamic that Newt brings to it, so I thought I'd do that. And then there's like a plane crash at the end, and he's going, yeah, you know the crash in pitch black at the beginning when they're crashing onto the planet? I loved the way that was shot, so I thought I'd do that. <laughs> it's like, you're not even a margin shit, are you? You're just, you're just copying it because you've got no ideas of your own. Fuck's sake. Although I will be fair to him. There is one uh, Event Horizon. I'll let him... I, I, I'll, uh, yeah, you've always had a soft spot. I uh, love Event Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. I still think to this day it's an underrated sci-fi movie. I think there's a lot of stuff that's come out in the last couple of years that owe a hell of a debt to Event Horizon. It, you know, well, let's face it, the way that they reboot and redo everything else, it's surely going to be on the slate at some point. Oh, I don't want it. I love Lawrence Fishburne and Sam... Sam Neill is fucking brilliant in that film. He's so good. But you know why it's, it's good? It's because Paul W.S. Anderson didn't write the fucker. <laughs> he just directed it. And he's a half-sharp director. Mm. He just is shit at writing movies, even ones that he puts his own wife in. Um, where did this point start? How did we get... Oh, video game movies. So, I know... Because uh, I intend to... to see Sonic, so you haven't even talked about Sonic. Yeah, I know. So I intend at some point... <laughs> well, you've mentioned Resident Evil. So I intend at some point <laughs> to do a video game episode. Okay. Top three video game... Sure. ...based movies. And I know what's my top, straight away. Street Fighter. God, it's going to be an interesting <laughs> episode, isn't it? That one. Um, <coughs> yes, the one that Raoul Julia did for his kids and that Jean-Claude Van Damme was Super Mario. face for Super Mario. Yes, Super Mario. Bob Hoskins. Yes, yes, that absolutely gets that it. That's brilliant. Hopper. Oh, my God. Bullshit. Anyway, Sonic is all right. Okay. Sonic is fairly entertaining, unoffensive, 
trash, I would describe it as. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a, a particularly trash. I did enjoy it. I came out and I enjoyed it. I think Jim Carrey is channeling Jim Carrey of the 90s mm -hmm. that I love. You know, The Mask, Ace Ventura, that sort of slightly over the top, but not too far. There are a couple of sequences where you can go, oh, you've gone a bit too far there. Mm -hmm. But on most of it, he's playing it pretty well and it, it works quite nicely. Um, my biggest issue with it is there's a particular product placement in it for Olive Garden that is just absolutely shoehorned in and just right in your face. Like, hey, Olive Garden, Olive Garden, Olive Garden. Like, I get... But, but it's the only product placement that is that offensively in your face. Yeah. And I'm just... Part of the cynic in me, knowing what happened around Sonic, because obviously they released a trailer, everyone went nuts, because God knows what they've done to Sonic, trying to make him look human? Yeah, He's the, a fucking CGI, hedgehog! Yeah, the CGI was... It was a terrible, terrible idea. Terrible. I mean, terrible. for what they were trying to do, I get it, but you, why make him try and look like a human? It's mm -hmm. just creepy as fuck. So I wonder, because obviously then they delayed it six months and went back to the VFX studio and went, right, do something else. I wonder whether they they had to, you know, then go out and go, right, we need to pay for this. Sure. Get a bit of Let's go. Yeah, oh, yeah, Olive yeah, Garden, yeah, come yeah, back yeah, in. Because yeah, yeah. everything else is sort of in the background or peripheral stuff that doesn't get in your face too much. You know, yeah, people yeah. happen to be drinking cans of Coke or Pepsi or whatever it might be, you know. But this one is so in your face and written in to dialogue scenes and stuff. And like plot points in not plot points, but like you know, key points in scenes are suddenly interrupted by Olive Garden product placement. Okay. And people going, oh yeah, you've got to try their unlimited bowl of you know whatever. their unlimited pasta okay. bowls. Great. Well, we obviously it's don't unlimited. have an Olive Garden. It's like, so well, this is my other know. thought. Then why pick Olive Garden when you know that's not going to translate worldwide? True. But then again, I suppose if Olive Garden went, yes, we'll give you fifteen million for this. And they went, oh, well, that's the 15 million we need to pay the VFX house to get this done in six months. Precisely. Then they'll have accepted it. But I did think, like, you're, only Americans are going to get this, I think. I don't know. Comments, go for it. I, I don't know. Are there Olive Gardens around the world elsewhere? I don't know. But certainly we don't have them don't in this country. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can't understand everyone going overboard for it because I think there's a very obvious contender until this film came along that was at the top of the tree, and I don't see what this film does to take that top place away for me. Um, like I say, I wouldn't say it's a bad film, necessarily. Mm. Certainly the kids loved it. My son, seven-year-old son, adored it. But he's a Sonic fan, so of course he was going to love it. Sonic looked like Sonic. There was a nice little tease at the end. With Tails, uh, They put Tails yeah, in. So I'd read um, and I, uh, uh, Jim Carrey ends up, because he goes through the transformation of Robotnik through the film, mm -hmm. and then right at the end of the film you see him with the big crazy moustache and he's bald-headed and he's mm -hmm. got the goggles on, so he's proper Robotnik by that stage. But he's on a planet that's just full of mushrooms, like massive mushrooms, mm -hmm. and part of me wonders whether that's a little nod at Mario. Possibly. Being well, the I mean, yeah, kingdom. I mean, they did the, you know... Because he's always been from the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean, there's no Mario stuff in there, no. but it's just a planet full of mushrooms, and I just wondered to myself whether yeah. that's a little nod towards Mario or a reference there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. um, and the only other one that <coughs> I was going to discuss, because this guy... I sometimes really struggle with um, the director, Darren Aronofsky. Mm -hmm. I know our friend... Our, our friend Baggy, Dave, fan. shout out to Dave, uh, Dave Ball, uh, not Dave Ball, he's the, the fountain, is it the fountain? Yes, yeah. and that's the one that really made me go, oh shit, this guy does some, I don't understand, 
I mean, the fountain, I came out of the fountain and went, what? Mm-hmm. And I had to go and talk to our friend. Yeah. And he then broke down various yeah, sections yeah. of the Kabbalah for me mm-hmm. and Mayan law and myth and legend and all this sort of shite that apparently I should have read 15 dissertations by different <laughs> academics yeah, 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 yeah. to be able to understand a two-hour <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. movie. It's as bad as fucking Star Wars last week. I, But then some stuff is incredible. Like Requiem for a Dream is, is an amazing film. Uh, Mother, one of his most recent ones, I really love. The Wrestler. Yes, uh, the wrestling. Mickey Rourke, yeah, that's yeah, an incredible yeah, yeah. film. It's a great film. Great a film. great film. Yeah. See, I'd do a wrestling, I'd do a top three wrestling movies if there was any more than like two that I could think of that were actually oh, any good. I, I think we may be not do wrestling movies, but perhaps movies with wrestling stars in, but we can only pick one from one each person. So you couldn't have The Rock in 50 rock films. Yeah, exactly. He releases 50 films a fucking year. Well, yeah, my top three would basically contain The Rock yeah. and Batista. Yeah. <laughs> we can only pick one. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's a, a good that's, idea. That's, right? that's another one for a go. Potluck episodes, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. They help us this choose. Is, this is it. How, how do we pick our yeah, next one? I'm ones? actually going to make a note of that one. Go. So, wrestler featuring movies. Yeah. Um, Mr. Nanny. There you go. With no Hulk fucking hell. <laughs> but anyway, yes. I... Um, I have never seen Black Swan, so I sat down and watched Black Swan with a good lady teacher last night, and I came out of that baffled as well, mm. and I thought that one was supposed to be one of the more mainstream ones, because he hadn't written it, mm. it's written by someone else, but the thing is, I came out of it and was like, I, I either understand it totally, mm. and just don't really get why I've just watched it, mm. I... I I kept sitting there and was saying to the good lady, like, but why have I just watched this woman's story? What's the point of this woman's story that I've just watched? And the only thing I can take away from it, which is, like, the, the striving, for pre- uh, striving for perfection mm. will destroy you in the end? Mm. That's about the only thing I can get out of it's it. It's not a happy tale. Oh, no, not at all. I was pretty miserable for yeah. watching most of it. Yeah. It's not one of those films where you come out going, oh, I feel uplifted. I feel a little skip in my step. I was like, fucking hell, I'm a bit depressed. Yeah, it's now. massively depressing. And again, the good thing teacher turned me halfway through and was like, it's a bit dark, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, I did warn you. It said psychological thriller or horror or something at the front. I was like, I did warn you. It's going to be a tough rough. one. Great performances. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I, I, I would assume that it looks like certainly Mila and um, uh, Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman are doing their own ballet even at, at, at points, which if they are, particularly Natalie Portman, the, the, you know, the amount of shots of her on, her, mm. on the very ends of her toes and stuff. You know, it, it looks like her because it's panning up from her leg and then panning back down. You know, it could just be clever editing, I suppose, but it, they're the kind of actresses that you'd have thought with a director who probably wants it to look genuine. Well, yeah, I mean, so I'm yeah. more inclined to think that they will have done it properly and they'll have yeah. learned to ballet dance. I and mean, at, the, at this moment, I don't think either of them particularly does many films, so it's probably one of those mm. ones that they trained for and did. And, you know, yeah, it's. But yeah, it was. I can't decide whether it was too. Whether I've got it, got it, whether I get it, yeah. and I'm just a bit disappointed that that's what the point was in the end, mm-hmm. or whether I've missed something massively well, because you, I you haven't read the Kabbalah in the last twenty. You know years who you need whatever. to speak with. I shall. I shall. I shall talk to him later if he uh, if he downloads Atlas today. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, that's 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 the the only ones I was going to mention really. Well, um, perhaps we'll touch on it on our, our next pod, but. I'll ask now beforehand. Yeah. Did you catch up with Picard? I'm going to say yes. 
Okay, you're going to say yes, but mm-hmm. did you catch it with the car? No, I didn't. No, you're fucking useless, aren't you? But I'd still want to talk about it. Very well, but it's going to be hard because I am completely up to date, and okay. I know a lot more than you do. Okay, so again, the problem is that it's one that the good lady teacher wanted to watch with me. Well, good lady teacher, get your priorities straight <laughs> and watch Picard, because I need to talk about Picard, and I can't until he's watched it. Okay. Thank you kindly. Cheers. Thanks. Okay. We shall, uh, alright, we'll skim over that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was like, "Mm, I'm not seeing it in your nose. You've not watched it. No, I realised on the way up I hadn't actually watched it. You're a bastard. Sorry. So, so I was was chatting to um, a listener to the podcast, uh, Josh Marshall, if he's listening. Hello, sir. Um, And he was watching the anime episode. And he said uh, that he was a massive fan of uh, Digimon. Okay. And that. No, not Digimon. Fucking hell, Digimon. Uh, Dragon Ball. Oh, yes. Dragon Ball Z. Yes, yes, yes. And he was like, oh, I really thought Dragon Ball would be on the list and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. So I've been sitting on this because yeah, I just, yeah. obviously, I have never seen Dragon Ball, as you well know, but yeah. I, you watched yes. it all. The whole of Dragon Ball Z and... So, uh, why Sorry, you... Dragon Ball Z. Not American. Uh, true, sorry. And uh, Dragon Ball GT. Yes. Uh, I watched back in the day. So, why didn't they make your list? There's a good reason for that. One is that Dragon Ball Z is immensely, immensely huge. Mm -hmm. There are not a couple of episodes, there's not a couple of seasons. There are hundreds and hundreds of episodes. As much as I enjoyed it, I could not, for the life of me, remember half of what happened inside of that. Now, don't get me wrong, the animation was great, uh, the stories were great, and when I watched it way back when, it was fantastic. But the problem is, when you have several hundred episodes, you've got a one-up against most other kind of series because they're 12 episodes long or 24 episodes long. So, you know, like Log Horizon, okay, I've fitted two, two lots of 24 episodes. Okay, that's that's fine. That doesn't even probably cover a quarter of Dragon Ball Z. Mm. That, to me, although it was great, there are a lot of filler episodes, and that's the problem with a series like that. Great, yes, but a lot of filler? Hell yes. Mm. Um, there are some great sequences in there fight sequences I know we played the game and stuff like oh, that oh yeah yeah which um, one was that that was like a was that on the GameCube back in the day or something stupid like that uh, possibly PS2 PS3, PS3 that sort PS3, of thing I think it was PS3 yeah. and that was great and, and the games are great and the characters are great but the problem is is that there's so much there there's so much filler and again I uh, watching Dragon Ball it's a bit more dated wasn't the easiest thing yeah. Dragon Ball Z was great but again so long I mean you could put that on. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes. It would take you weeks to get through it. Yeah. I didn't have weeks to go through. Yeah, of course, of course episode. we didn't. Yeah. So it's not to put anything against it. It is a truly fantastic series. I know they've done uh, another one recently, mm-hmm. um, but again, I haven't had a chance to watch it because I know there's so many of them out there. The other issue that I have with it is the continuity because they did the series. They also released standalone films because it was such a huge franchise yeah, time, in Japan. Huge, huge franchise. So there are movies and there is the TV series. Mm-hmm. The movies don't necessarily line up in canon with the TV series. Right. And that, for me, is a bit of an issue. You can't have, okay, well, we've got these, these characters and this story and it's essentially the same. It's that this isn't in canon with this. That doesn't work for me. That doesn't always necessarily work for me. Mm-hmm. Great series, great animation, great stories, but there's too much there and too much filler for me. Still very enjoyable, but that's the reason why. Okay, interesting, interesting. I, I, yeah, I just thought I'd ask the question because I, I don't, like I say, I don't know again this enough has... about it. I only know the games that we played and stuff, and yeah. I know the character Goku and Saiyan. Yeah, and all that's that. it. Again, I sort of know the stuff that it gave birth to, but yeah. I, 
I've never watched Everything it. we've said before about our pods and, and about what we talk about and what we like is subjective. That was enjoyable for me. Mm. I haven't seen Dragon Ball for a very long time. If I watched it now, I might find a new appreciation. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there is so much new stuff on a regular basis. Uh, our, our good friend Baggy has watched the series finally and told me that there's more series that I didn't realise. It's a new anime that's up on Netflix called uh, How to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. So it's, a, it's a very, very weird title. But Baggy has fallen in love with the series. And now I watched the first one a little while ago. I didn't realise that the spin-off series and the second series are out there as well. There is always something new to watch. So the idea of going back and watching several hundred episodes of Dragon Ball, I can't do it. Can't justify it. How to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, is it's it a Japanese, Japanese anime. anime. Okay, that's fine. There you go. As really long as it's not Netflix anime, because no, no, I'd be no, like, no, 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 you no. should know better than this shit. But. Yeah. No, it is a... It, is a, it just seems quite an un-2020 title for a TV it show. Is. But at the same time, like there is a companion series about the girl who he's trying to pick up in a dungeon, sort of. You know, he kind of falls in love with. And then she actually has like a side series which picks up her storyline thread at the kind of time it intersects with this so that you get the two viewpoints of interactions and stuff which is very very good mm, but i've yet to watch those so okay. uh, so you know interesting but yeah interesting um so another question that was posed was or uh, an idea for an episode and this one i can't i'm struggling to make it not unwieldy okay because i'm finding it quite an unwieldy question to try and shoot put together right. so because you'd look at the first part and think okay that's fine so um, an episode on sequels that are better than the original sure but where do you stop because we now have multi-film franchises well this is it do you say the sequel so you've got the original film then you've got the next film after you don't so do you, what about episode 3 subsequent... and 4 and yeah, 5 you don't what include 5 those? is no, better no, than no. 1 no 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 that's 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 franchise I think that's different. There's a okay. sequel and then there's a franchise. Okay, what franchise? What's the best movie in a franchise? Kind of a deal. Okay, that's one. And then what's what? What sequel is better than, the better than the original? Okay, so the problem is the, the answer to the sequels question was usually Aliens. Sure, but you can't count Aliens then because there's five Aliens films, so it's a franchise. No, 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 no. As in, like, so if you had uh, Alien and then Aliens, well, Aliens is better than Alien. But you could also then go, well, okay, we'll encompass the whole franchise. Like you could turn around and go, yeah, oh, no, you're right. Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 2. Well, Fast <laughs> and Furious is better than Fast and Furious 2. Absolutely. But I really love Fast and Furious 5. Yeah, that's it. But again, that's in the franchise. But again, as we'll discuss at some point, so it, direct isn't, it isn't the same film. A direct the sequel, okay. which I would say is the we next film. And the thing is, Aliens would work, thinking about it, because as we've discussed before, go back and find the episode, the two-parter. Um, the, the best Aliens film is Aliens. Mm-hmm. So it does work all the way across. It's the best. It is yeah. a better sequel. The sequel is better than the original, but at the same time, it is the best film within the franchise anyway. Iron Man One, Iron Man Two. No, let's not talk about Iron Man Two. Let's just focus on how great Iron Man One was. And Iron Man Three kind of doesn't beat it either. Do, Iron Man Three doesn't beat it, but also it's not a direct sequel, so we don't need to talk about it. Winter Soldier. Is a sequel better than and the, is better than, than the original? Yeah. But I don't think you can include because I love Civil War. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I can include that as a sequel to Winter Soldier because it no. isn't a sequel to Winter Soldier. No. It's a sequel to Age of uh, Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they sort of referred to it as uh, Avengers yeah, exactly. Two and this a half. This is where it all, in the end. you know, and that's where I keep getting lost with it. Is like, oh god, this rabbit hole's insane. Yeah, like where does it end? There you go, Jumanji. Next level is better than Jumanji for me. Welcome to the jungle for me. And welcome to. Oh, 
is welcome to the jungle better than Jumanji. But that's it. It's I would I would look at that as a separate be entity because the it's it's like the Star Wars. You could turn around and go, well, okay, Episode Seven. Well, Episode Eight. Okay, Episode Seven was better than Eight, perhaps. Yes. But then we're not going to talk about nine because again, that's the same. So, so these are the, these are the we rules. Didn't spend that we spent an hour and fifty minutes trashing episode eight for us no. to decide it was better than seven. <laughs> um, oh shit! That's a piece of news I missed. Remind me. I want to talk about that. Um, I've got another piece of news oh, I meant to mention at the beginning. But I didn't so okay, derailing this already derailed episode. Then and sure. going back. This is just the the, yeah, the news has broken in the last week that they've they've finally retconned the our issue in Rise of the Skywalker with the age of Emperor Palpatine. Colossal. So if you don't know, you can buy the extended edition of the novelization of Rise of Skywalker. And it will explain to you in there that Emperor Palpatine, the Emperor Palpatine that gave birth to the people, that gave birth to Rey, yes, that's right, isn't it? He was a clone. Yeah. He was a Palpatine clone. And not even a very good one. A rejected clone. Because he was then terminated shortly afterwards. And then the clone Palpatine that we see in the final sequence, because yes... The clone, the, the, the Palpatine you see at the end, he's a clone, not a zombie. Not reanimated fucking zombie. He's a clone. So now the question is then, why does he look so fucking decrepit mm-hmm. if he's a fresh fucking clone? You've tried to correct a problem yeah. and you've created another one, you fucking moron. Yes. Not only that... Just but cut your fucking losses. Not only that, but they've also turned around and gone, oh yeah, Palpatine was, uh, was Grey's grandfather. No, he wasn't. He was her father. It was the clone that had sex with this woman... That then gave birth to Ray. Yeah. So it's her father then. It's nothing to do with her grandfather. You oh, could... yeah, of course. Yeah, she's yeah. grandfather, but you're absolutely right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's... So yeah, they've dug themselves even Neve another oh massive Oh my fucking god, dog. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, but... exactly. I've misread the whole fucking thing. See, this thing. is it. I was having this conversation oh, with Jesus. individuals at work, and I was like, yeah, yeah, the Star Wars one, uh, you know, is coming out this week. <coughs> Make sure you give it a listen. I was like, but what's really funny is this week they've come out with this absolute utter fucking nonsense about Ray's parentage and basically that this clone was a rejected clone that the clone Palpatine just kind of went, ah, he's good for genetic material, but then killed him off anyway. But hang on a minute. If you already had a clone, why did you need another clone? Yeah. How many, how many clones is one too many? And like you say, well, why does this clone look like shit when he should be a fresh clone at the peak of his health? Not, oh, I'm stuck to tubes and stuff because I'm dying. Why are you dying? You're a clone. Like, the other clone was cool. He looked like a normal dude. And, what? A, well, clearly they degrade at a rate faster than Link's sword in Breath of the Wild, apparently. So, there's a video game reference for you guys. <laughs> um... Because, yeah, like you say, the state of that one that she ends up fighting at the end is fucking old and decrepit and haggard. So they must be just come to come in nice and fresh and then just like Benjamin Button. But eight, no, eight, no, that's a bad reference. I don't know. They age really but quickly. But again, anyway. it's like, well, hang on. If you're a clone of Palpatine, did somebody not go, hang on a minute, you look a little bit like that senator that was from Naboo? Nobody could tell me, <laughs> you look like the guy from Naboo. I didn't, I didn't, weren't you the emperor? Yeah. Why does nobody recognise this guy? Why does he not look like fucking Palpatine in the flashback? Huh? Doesn't make sense. Complete and utter bullshit. That's Disney, that's Disney trying yeah. to dig themselves out of a hole and then just realising that we're actually making that hole. I realised I said it a lot during the Star Wars episode, but that does not make sense. Look at the pretty monkey. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. Fuck, I hadn't even thought of that. There you go. Jesus, that's just throwing me even fucking... Because again, there's all this shit about, uh, you know, there's all this extended universe bollocks that they're putting together now to try and dig themselves out of holes. Like, how did this lightsaber end up over there? Mm-hmm. Ah, well, you need to read this comic book thread over here to yeah. learn that. that. Oh, how did, how did Leia learn how to uh, unfreeze Han from the carbonite? Because she got frozen in herself. What? Why the fuck do you suddenly have to throw and that into the mix? When did anyone ask that question? Yeah, I know. I never wondered yeah, how yeah, she yeah. knew. Yeah. There was a fucking control panel on the side. She pushed some fucking buttons and he came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? You uh, you could just probably look it up online and go, you know, this is the Star Wars Wikipedia. Oh, that's how you unfree somebody in Carbonite. You're in a pretty, you know, advanced area. You know, all these Do bells and whistles and stuff. It's just a lot. Here's a question that springs to mind. Do you think we were f- easier on films back in the day, though? For plot holes? Perhaps so, because... Like, because no one uh, ever yeah. asked the question of, how did Leia know how to, which buttons to push on that thing to... Under, you, we just accept it. Yeah. We were a Whereas lot more accepting. nowadays, yeah. they will, you will ask that question and go, yes, but how did you know that? Mm-hmm. Now, there's degrees for me. I have never wondered how Leia knew what buttons to push <laughs> yeah, to let him yeah, out of the yeah, carbonite. Yeah. I have never wondered where the dangly dice in the Millennium Falcon actually came from. Mm-hmm. Not of interest to yeah. me. I do, you know, when like some of the plot holes were picked up in episode 9 or episode 8, they're genuine plot holes that there's no way of explaining, like the whole spaceship chase and why couldn't they go in front and turn around and all that shit. You can't explain your way out of that, bollocks. Yeah. It's just you haven't considered it in the first place. And again, maybe it's that thing of, well, as uh, I said on the last one, is it sometimes you can be getting dragged along by the film and if it's entertaining you and pulling you along, you're not seeing all this crap because you're you're going with it and when they give you those you know if it's not engaging you all you've got the opportunity to do there is sit and think about what you've seen if you're not engaged in what's currently going on and then you can you do start picking the holes in it yeah i think it's a level of expectation on certain films as well like certain people would look at uh you know star wars films marvel films as well and they would try to pick the holes out of it especially like you know endgame for example because of the time, uh, you know, the time jump element and yeah. things like that. People are like, oh, well, like, what about this and what about this and what about this? Well, hang on a minute. They're actually answering this, this, this and this. They're doing a Loki series to answer that question. Steve did this to answer that question. So yeah, they're yeah. trying it to... Was ask... cu- they set stuff up, didn't yeah, they? Exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. Tr- they, also, the Russo brothers uh, are very smart. And no, you know what? We're smarks and we've been smarks for our entire life. Smark is a smart mark, by the way, because it's a wrestling term for people who know that wrestling isn't real. No, it's a choreographed uh, sport, but uh, but still watch it and suspend their disbelief to to try and enjoy the show. Yeah, but they are aware of the political machinations and what goes on in the background. Exactly. Yeah, and it's the same in that respect. They they built these massive films together, going A to B to B. You know, and they always said that you know, okay, they actually said that Steve was always going to go back. That was already in in their kind of timeline and things mm-hmm. like that. So they had plot holes which people kind of picked up on, but they answered themselves. I think the problem, as we discussed with the Star Wars films in the last one, was that these were plot holes which never got answered, were never going to be answered, and were never going to get any answers. Now, the difference is is Disney is literally trying to shoehorn in answers to appease the fans. 
Whereas if you just accept it at face value, you're just going to go, oh, okay, we're not going to find out the answer to that. We don't, you don't have to give an answer for every fucking question. You just don't. You just go, that's how it is. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But when you start shoehorning in every answer, that's when it becomes a problem. And unfortunately, with the Star Wars universe, because we've now got the comic books, the TV shows, the movies, etc., all canonized together, that makes things that little bit harder. As I say, there is going to be a point when we look at the next series of The Mandalorian with a Darksaber. Mm. People who, no, nobody's suddenly going, where'd that come from? What's the, how did he go from here to here? And, uh, well, yeah, because they've introduced something and we assume they're going to tell us. Exactly. And that's the thing. At the moment, we're making allowances. But if in the next series they don't, that'll be when everybody's going, oh, come on, where's the plot? Oh, it's the plot hole. And that, so that's it. At the moment, we're making allowances with, with episodes eight and with episodes nine. There were plot holes. We were at the end yeah. of that little saga. And I think we had to have answers. There is a difference. It's the basic difference with TV and film. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a film, you've got two, two and a half hours to try and get everything in that you need to tell me. And if you don't manage it in that time, well, that's not my problem. You should have put it in there if I needed to know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just... Going back to Endgame very slightly, just in the interest of fairness, because we do pick them apart, I do believe there's one plot hole in Endgame that I did, I always thought from the end of it and couldn't figure out, and I believe they went on to explain it ex- outside of the film. Mm. In I don't know whether it was in media or, or you know in a, a book or whatever, or whether it was just in an interview that they were asked about mm-hmm. it, and they went, oh yeah, well he does this and this and this. Uh, it's the cap thing at the end. Because when Cap went back to return the stones, he should have created another string universe and gone off a different one, yet somehow he manages to return to their universe as an older man, Mm -hmm. having experienced a full life. And that doesn't make any sense to me, because they'd established that if you go back in time, you create a new string, you can't... And then you can't come back to the same place. Well, this is it. It's it's the... You know, if he... uh, For example, he goes back in time, he... Wants to he wants to marry Peggy, mm-hmm. so he marries Peggy, has his Peggy life. That mm-hmm. is a separate string mm-hmm. to the string he came off. He can't go back to the other string. But again, this is the this goes into the whole idea of, and, and hopefully we'll pick up on on like time travel films and stuff like that in the future, where we we talk about okay, uh, creating an alternative timeline or actual causality. Him actually going back in time completes the loop, mm. because. That loop was already in existence. We were just watching the. Yeah, it's not so much the, the loop thing. It's how they'd established that if he was going to go back and do that, mm-hmm. it would spur off somewhere else because that's what happened in the in the past. You know, in the other time travel sequences. Like I said, I have no issue with what they've done. I, you know, at the time it didn't bother me too much. But yes, I picked it up as a, a plot hole for mm-hmm. me because it isn't explained. I just want it in the interest of fairness. Sure. To, so that we're not just bashing the, the Star Wars guys or whatever. You know, I'm aware that other franchises do do this. Oh, yeah, of course. I just don't think they're half as bad, and I think it's worse. I would I would rather, like JJ did, like, what was Finn going to say? Mm. Oh, well, he was going to say this. Okay, fair well, enough. Well, what was the fucking point in putting it in the film? It, exactly, you know? but I would rather it was explained in a, in a throwaway interview afterwards with the director or whatever than you actually try and write a piece of canon material to re-explain it, because then you are assuming that your viewer is going to go and read that canon material. I think it's also set-up and payoff. If you are intentionally going to put something in a film with a set-up, then you must pay it off. If you don't, you're not doing the service to the people who are watching it, because you put in specific plot points, you put in particular setups, Mm. which you're never going to pay off. People are always going to come out of some films going, well, what about that, what Mm. about that? 
But if you deliberately put those setups in there, you don't answer it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, mean, yes, that fin thing was insane that you would have so many times. What is it? Three or is it two, three, four three, times? Three times at least. There, I think. there are uh, uh, yeah multiple occasions where he asks. He goes to say it and doesn't, and then there are other. Obviously, we haven't still haven't had the chance to rewatch it yet. Mm. But there, there are bits and pieces where because he, he something comes to him or something. There's some type, There's a point where he reaches out for something and it, it he appears to move it with his hand mm. and stuff, but it's not sort of. Uh, it's subtle. That's mm. what I'm trying to say. It's it's a background thing that for you to notice. So, I I, I believe that that is what he was going to say because you were planting the seeds. What baffles me is why, if you left all the seeds in there, did you not give us the fruit? But again, I mean, going back to you know these these the deviations in timelines and things like that. Uh, look at the, the Fast and the Bloody Furious franchise. They're reviving a character who was dead way back when after they rebooted and revamped this franchise so that this film actually went here, not here. Do you want to know now, the order? No, I don't. No, not right now. Not uh-huh. right now. It's a film that franchise that I know that you want to talk about because you enjoy this class of it <coughs> and all that. But again, it's just the you're fact quite that right, in yes. the latest media, Han. they're talking about Han is now coming back yep. and you're like... But you're dead, mate. And not only that, he's actually died twice. We've yeah. witnessed him dying twice because yeah. we've seen the same death happen twice. Yeah. He dies at the end of uh, number three? Three, three, Tokyo Drift. And then, then four, four five, five, and six all take place between two and three. Yeah. And then he dies at the end and of six. And he dies at again? the end of six. To then. Which is the end of three. Yeah. And then seven, eight come after. Three. Okay, so he's dead twice, and yeah. now he's going and to be revived. And now he's back alive again. But we've already been through this once because Michelle Rodriguez died. Letty died. True, true. Early on, true. she died in the third one. I want to say, or fourth one. Mm. What was the fourth one when she came back? Oh fuck knows. God knows. The the fucking law of those films is insane. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't exactly uh, you know obey the laws of physics or the, oh, no, the, no. Well, the laws of distance either, <laughs> um, which we've established. So we'll we'll touch on that. But again, yeah. it just shows that. Even these massive franchises, they just go, you know what, we're making a shit ton of money. And maybe it doesn't it's matter. the type of viewer, not that I wish to not, because I'm a fan of Star Wars, and like I said, I'd consider myself a fan of Fast and the Furious. I think they fluctuate a bit, but, you know, generally the ones with the rock in are worth watching as a piece of mindless, bonkers entertainment. What I would describe as, you know what I'd say they are? Michael Bay done right. Because mm. Michael Bay... Yeah, no, we've discussed. Thoughts, we've discussed like he's the rock. A very good a action film. director. Um, when you yeah, keep yeah. him in his box yeah. and you keep control of him yeah. and you let him do the action stuff, it's good action. So the the FF stuff is some great action, and actually it is very Michael Bay because they still do. Because obviously it started as a street racing series, so by the time you get to the end, we're up to date. So we really shouldn't be showing ladies' asses wiggling about and stuff. But of course, it started as a street racing series, so they feel they have to put at least one street race sequence in there, which of course features many scandals. Just to kind of go, hey, driving about. This is, this is what it's all first music. started about. Like exactly. people just, you know, doing street racing, not yeah. worldwide adventures, and they're exactly. spies, and yeah. they're going to save the world from nuclear Armageddon. They um, were street racers. And John Cena's Vin Diesel's brother. Um, oh, God, yeah. Can't wait for that. That's going to be I know. hilarious. That's, hilarious. that's the explanation I'm really it's looking forward hilarious. to. But when you bear in mind that in canon, in that series, Helen Mirren is Jason Statham and... Uh, what's Luke his Evans. name? Luke Evans. Thank you. I was going to say Luke Evans. Yeah, she is their mum. Yeah. And oh, and Vanessa, and Vanessa Kirby's mum as well. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fantastic. Um... 
Okay. Any well, other questions? I have one question. Shoot. Comes from a Mr. Ben Johnson in Detroit, Michigan, I believe. Is that right, American guys? I think it's Detroit, Michigan. Isn't it, it is Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he's good with the Americans, because they always have to say the place afterwards, because it's so big, isn't it? So well, it's also because we're so used to places. we're also so used to wrestling, where they yeah that yeah kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah 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 Louisville, um, Kentucky. Yep, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Corpus Christi. That's another one that sticks in my head, but I can't think where that is now. Anyway, anyway. Um, so what does this gentleman? Uh, he say? says, "What is? I mean, I've I've cut these down. There is fluff around them, but I'm not making further." Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise I said that. You keep doing this, and I'm going to keep picking up on it. There is stuff. Uh, there's there's bump around the question. I've cut that out because this isn't Steve Wright in the afternoon. I'm not going to sit here going, "Hi guys, love the show." No, no, you know what? Blah, 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 next, blah, time, next time this gentleman really well, blah, 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 sends blah, blah, blah. you a message, you read the full thing out. We want right. to give our, our, right. our listeners and viewers their service. Okay. Well, I apologise. I also apologise to the fellow who suggested the sequels, threequels. Um, I will because we'll be recording another episode after this, so I will look up your name in between time and credit you next show. Um, apologies. Um, well, my phone's in airplane mode, so I don't want to fire it up because it will muck up the camera and microphone. <laughs> anyway, yes, Mr. Ben Johnson from Detroit, Michigan, essentially asks, what is the worst movie you've ever seen? And I figured this one we could kill ten minutes having a chat about. Yeah, sure. Because um, I think, to start with, I'd say there's there's... I'd split the question in two. Okay. Because, I, and I intend to do this one day. This will be an episode. It's, yeah, I think we've um, talked about the Not on, yeah. but I won't do it on your worst movie ever because okay. that would be too much of a... I, I don't like totally negative episodes, as sure. you know. I know, sorry out there, all you people who are listening for a rant, if you are, you should know by now that isn't... Like, you know, we will give the occasional rant if we're passionate about something, but we are not. I know that negativity sells far better than positivity in this day and age, but I will not be someone who just creates negative I, content I, for the sake of it. I could say two words, and I almost could guarantee that you go on a run. What? Green Lantern. Yeah, that's true, actually. There you go. God, that's bollocks. There you go. See, I hadn't even considered that. There you go. I hadn't even considered that. See, do you want do you want do you no, want do you want a no. whole reservation about your previous <laughs> comments about having a rant there? No. Nope, got my Green Lantern rings here today just to keep it up. Anyway. <laughs> um yeah, I, I we're gonna do an episode at some point on what is uh the best what is best the, worst best movie. worst movie, yeah? Because you know, I've got the, there's you know, there's different ways of looking at that even because some some I've heard would say things like snakes on a plane, Sharknado, that sort of stuff that knows it's bullshit. Sure. Is B-movie bollocks, yeah. but goes with it tongue-in-cheek and is quite fun, I would say. I, I haven't seen, I think, the last... I don't even know how many Sharknados they're up to. I've seen about three or four of them. And I, then I think I they went to the moon. The one with Jed Woodin kind of killed me off, really, because they got friendly with... Do you think everyone knows who Jed Wood is still these days? They I'm struggling to remember. Oh, stupid, they were the, they were the, the stupid the hair twins. Irish like, dickheads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Irish people in general aren't dickheads. Let's just clarify. I'm half Irish, thank you very much. So that's all right. You're, a, you're allowed to say yeah, that. Yeah, then that's that's fine. 
So yeah, I don't know whether anyone still remembers those, but anyway, the, the Sharknado stuff and that sort of crap, it, yeah. it, it's knowingly bad films, but yeah. some people would say that you can't class that as a good bad film because it, it sets out to be bad in the first place. Yeah, like so. The... So they would go for a film that wants to be serious, takes itself seriously, but yeah. is just so freaking bad. Like Scary Movie and all of those kind of... You see, but even then, like, I'd say they're parodies, and parodies, they're parodies are supposed to be like that. But that kind of that 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 kind of niche suddenly they they did like a few of those like um, Meet the Spartans or something like that. Yeah, and they, got they, the, I mean, the epic movie. That epic movie. Terrible. Shit, that was it. All that, that kind terrible. of stuff. They tr- they kept trying to they churn were, out those. Kind the of thing things. is, they changed as well. You cu- uh, the first couple, two or three scary movies were done by the Wyans. Yeah, and then it switched to a production company bought the idea off them. And they are the ones who then produced the crap that came afterwards, like superhero movie, epic movie, sure. Meet the Spartans. I can't remember what they're called. I think that you know what I think. I want to say Asylum Films or something like that, but mm. I can't. I, I'm not sure on that. But I know another company bought the rights to do it, and then just went off and did shit basically. But I mean, <laughs> I so I, I I I think I might frame it as films. Like, what's a film that you know is bad? You know it's bad. Objectively, but you still love it anyway. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, like, that is where I, I will go with it because uh, there's a couple that pop into my head straight away that yeah. I know are bad films. Yeah, but I would watch them in a heartbeat. Sure, because there's something about them. I don't know what it is, but I would watch them because I I love it for that reason. But going back to the actual for this uh, question, yeah, what is just objectively the worst thing that you've ever had to sit through? Um, I suppose um, I, I can think of a number. Now, this one I'm going to say pure and simply because we're both huge fans of the th- fucking TV show. We talked about it previously. Oh my god, I know what you're going to yeah, say. I know yeah. what you're going to say. Yeah, exactly. So we're huge fans of the Again, TV another show. One I had They're going to be doing a, re- <laughs> uh, you know, a new my live action, action because yeah. of the disaster that M. Night Shyamalan put on fucking The Last Airbender. What a travesty. An absolute travesty. Even making that fucking thing, there was so much controversy regarding the casting of various characters and the ethnicities of those characters. But the film itself was fucking terrible. He did not understand the plot of the whole bloody series. He did not understand the characters. He did not understand the nuances. Even bodged the CGI on most of the the elements that were supposed to be used. The casting went about the wrong way. They, they found a kung fu master and then tried to teach him to act. Or was it... Was it a boy or a girl? I can't remember now. Actually. It was a boy. It was a boy, yeah. wasn't it? It was a young lad. And fantastic fight sequences and mm. stuff. Looked great, but you can't Wouldn't act do shit. for shit. Yeah. And you're the emotional heart of the film, yeah. so surely get a young child actor in and just teach them to do some kung fu? Uh, the, Isn't the, that quicker? The girl who played Katara was terrible. Oh, the guy who played awful. soccer oh, was terrible. Was you feel, you feel Dev, Dev Patel was Dev about Patel. the only good thing. I, that was I it. would have stuck with that casting. He was great. Yeah, fine. He, he did the brooding Zuko very, very mm. well. Um, and that was the thing. Even uh, Azula is actually in the film as a different character, yeah. um, which I can recall. I can't remember which character she plays. Mm. Uh, again, even the guy who plays Uncle Iroh, he's, he's quite comedic. But the rest of the film is fucking hogwash. Mm. That could have been the start of a fantastic film franchise. I really and they shat the bed with that one. And the thing is, when you look at it, and you look at it alongside the first season, it hits most of the key points. And like plot-wise, mm. plot-wise and narrative, it stays fairly true to the source. It looks terrible. Did they get the... Um, what's his name? Brian... Hang on. There's Michael D. Mar- 
Martino or something like that, yeah, and Martino. Brian D. Connects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. yeah, yeah. I they, don't. Who created the right, show? Did they? I do on. not recall. Oh, there you go. Look at that. There you go. Oh, of course it doesn't say. Yeah, of course, you're going to have to open it up. Of course the bloody names aren't on it. Are yeah, they? and they're not going to be on the discs either. No, of course so. they're not on the discs. Yeah. Right, so... <laughs> fucking, apologies for audio <laughs> listeners. I've just taken down the Avatar Last Airbender DVDs that we brought with us for the shelf today, uh, hoping to find the names of the creators, oh, and well, indeed they are not there, never, so never mind. apologies. Um, but yeah, because like, those guys are involved in the net... Netflix live-action reboot, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that gives me a lot of hope for that. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm um, looking forward to that. I think after... I mean, let's face it, everybody in Hollywood just went, what a piece of shit. Let's face it, since he's done Sixth Sense, he did Unbreakable, he's done one hogwash film after another. This was just a, in a long line of really shitty films. Yet they still line up and give him a shitload of money to make films. Mm. How about you stop giving some of these people a shit ton of money and make them go back to the start and go... Make a good film, and then we'll give you the money. What was it? See, because I kind of liked Split. But he, st- he made stuff like The Happening. Oh, The Happening was... And was it The, the Village or whatever? The Village was the worst. Which I predicted within about five minutes of the oh, film. See, I didn't, but I didn't predict the twist, because it that fucking twist is so fucking stupid. How? How could you predict that? Because it is the most ridiculous, idiotic thing I could have thought of well, for them to do. I, because I feel it just washes away any sense oh yeah, of tension. It does, it That's does. the problem yeah, with it. it. Does. It's like Signs. I really like Signs for most of its runtime. Mm. And then the second you see the alien, it just all falls apart. Yeah, you just kind of go, And you oh. go, oh. oh. And I realised I wasn't sitting on the edge of my seat anymore, and I wasn't tense anymore, and I wasn't wondering what was in the long grass I... and shit remember way back when I was at uni and I was watching Saw the first time I'd watched Saw I was watching it with two two friends with uni and uh, they were watching it and I completely ruined the fucking thing by going that guy's so alive what? yeah that, that guy he's you fucker and I absolutely I and they were like oh shut the fuck up and he then pops up from the ground and they're like oh would you stop fucking ruining films for us I was like I'm sorry I haven't watched it I just guessed and yeah, I'm terrible at ruining. It was like I think it was either uh, Dave Baggy um, or our friend Gary Keller when we used to watch Twenty Four at uni. One of them <laughs> was never allowed to say anything because <laughs> yeah. we'd get about two or three, like the, the the three or four of us who ever wanted to watch it would all gather together to watch it. Yeah. Because um, Christ, back in those days, here you go, guys. This will take you back a bit. So I used to have to download it on Kazar. Yeah. Um, or Views, I might have been using it, or Azurius as it was back then. Um, download it. And burn it to uh, as disc. a VCD into uh, onto discs so yeah. that I could play it in my DVD player yeah, for everyone through yeah, the big yeah. telly. So we used to do that once a week when it when it came on. And yeah, it was one of the two of them. I can't remember which one now, but they were they just had to keep the mash. It was probably baggy to be fair, because like two or three episodes in, they'd go, oh, but that's uh, that and this and that and that and that and that, and you go, oh, shut the fuck up. And then we watch the next <laughs> twenty episodes and go. Oh, you yeah. You fucking ruined it. Three episodes in. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. I, that's, I, my, that's my that's, worst. That's a film. good one. How about yourself? Well, I think the worst, like still to this day, and and uh, shout out to Dave Ball because I went to see it with him and some of our friends when we were at middle school. I still think the thing that I have that has pained me the most to sit and watch was Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh God. Oh God, that film's awful. Awful, awful, awful. And I will never forget that... Because we watched it at the Odeon back home. 
And there used to be a Burger King down the road. Yes, they did. Where the pizza hut Yes, is. they did, yeah, yeah. And we walked from the cinema down to the Burger King, and for the entire walk, Dave Ball was just ranting about how fucking bollocks the film had been. And I just... Oh, it was so fucking bad. So bad. And I remember around the time as well, we saw a film called Fallen, Denzel Washington. And... Oh, I can't remember anyone else in it, but, like, he's... It's about, like, a fallen angel, and... There's Rolling Stones lyrics that recur in it. And I remember we watched that as a group of lads as well, and everyone thought it was shit. And then I watched it about five years later and was like, I was just being a dickhead kid on this day. This film's really good, sure, actually. Sure. It's really weird when you do that sort of thing. However, I went back to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I watched the first 15 minutes and then I put it off in disgust because I thought, my God, this is fucking awful. Yeah. Um, you're quite right, Green Lantern. The problem is Green Lantern, right? I don't... You're not going to go on a rant now. I'm not, I'm not. And that's the problem. <laughs> that, that, that's what tells me that I, I don't care enough. Yeah. I don't care enough. It's so bad. It's wrong in so many ways. Um, and it's funny, again, I've, uh, see, watching uh, this Bond stuff... See, now you've said that, I can think of yet another one, actually, okay. off the top of my head. Um, I've watched all this Bond stuff, and GoldenEye and Casino Royale are both directed by Martin Campbell. Mm. He did the first Pierce Brosnan, and then he did the first... Uh, uh, Daniel Craig. Well, there was and one better than the other for sure. Yeah. November. Yeah. November. Because um, <laughs> I don't want to get into that foreshadowing. Um, but he directed Green Lantern, which is oh. why when Green Lantern was being done, I was like, "Oh, oh okay. you've got a, you've got a good director sure. in. Okay. They got you know safe pair of hands at least." Sure. All right. Well, if we're going to suddenly but, talk yeah. about Green Lantern, I've got a mention now. It was bad, but it wasn't like, oh, I really, really hate this film. I was just like, I'm very disappointed, which was Man of Steel. But from Man of Steel came a truly abysmal punk of fucking shit that was Batman versus Superman. BBS. What a fucking bag of crap that was. Terrible acting, except for very... And this is the thing, the only reason that I probably didn't put it that high up in, in, in my brain there, was because there are those snippets with Ben Affleck as Batman, and you go, oh man, that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely it's, badass. Like, there's one really awesome, awesome sequence, sequence where yeah, he's yeah. fighting loads yeah, yeah. of people he's top and of stuff. building and he's switching. Yeah, 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 it's, it's brilliant. visceral, yeah. it feels gritty. And then probably less than five minutes later, we get a view of Doomsday. And then I just shat, shat the bed with that because that was just... Yeah, Doomsday is Doomsday. Is terrible. Yeah. That was awful. Just he, he terrible. Looked, he looked worse than he did in Smallville. And he looked he, shit in Smallville. Again, we talk about the plot holes. Suddenly Wonder Woman's there and it's like, oh, is she with you? No, I thought she was with you. You have no qualms about some woman just suddenly jumping into the middle of a fight. So, Say, what the fuck? Oh, I'm going to just let you know that my mum's name is your mum's name. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's stop fighting. Let's what bond over our mum's name. Oh, God. No, you're quite right. God. And you know what gets me? There's a couple of things here, actually. Um, Wonder Woman... Because if you uh, again, let's let's take them as as assume that they're good for a minute, and that we actually follow along and we're watching what's going on. That film is no one knows who she is, right? Mm-hmm. And they find there's that one picture of her from back in the yeah 1920s, 1920s or yeah, whatever with was, t- yeah, Steve yeah. Trevor, right? Okay, the sequel is about to come out yeah. over this year, isn't it? Yeah. And that's based in 1984. Yeah. And it doesn't look like she's keeping a particularly low profile. Yeah. So why does no one know that she's around again? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'll have to wait and see the film to see whether... Because the first one was good. I really enjoyed it. Again, I... 
And yet, and it's yet, the bad guy that lets it down every time because and, they go too far with it. And we also know that Chris Pine is in the next one, but she's also pining for Chris Pine in he Wonder Woman because he's died. Yeah. Yeah. If the next film is set in the eighties, which is after the first later, one, roughly. but before like Batman, Superman, yeah. and Justice League, yeah. why is she still pining for a guy who's died like almost a hundred years ago when apparently he was alive twenty twenty yeah. or so? I'm, I'm so confused. It's gonna be interesting to see how they work that sure. out. Sure. Um, with and then the other thing is, like I don't know anyone that likes BBS Dodge. It's shit. Like it's objectively a shit film, and it astonishes me that still. What were we two years after the release of Justice League? We must be cracking on for maybe, two years maybe after two, the release maybe three. now. And people are still going on about the Snyder oh, Cut. I don't give a fuck about the Snyder Cut. And he's cut. still like, oh yeah, I need to shoot this for it. And then he's oh, shooting every, that for Once it. a month he's like, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do it. Snyder, guess what? Nobody liked your stuff in the first place. Nobody's going to like your cut of this. Oh. Joss Whedon was brought in to try and tidy stuff up. Sorry, Joss, you made a shit film. Or you tidied up a shit film. Well, this is it. You can you look at that film, and I feel you can see Joss. You can see when Joss is doing it, mm-hmm. and when it's not Joss. Mm-hmm. And Joss's way of making that film does not fit with Zack Snyder's way of making Ooh. that film. So that's why it's such a disjointed fucking mess. Yeah. Again, in you know, to as I did with JJ, if I was going to come to the aid of Joss, I'd say, yeah, what else could you do? You haven't got time to rewrite an entire script. You've got what was it, 70 uh, odd percent was shot and done and in the can, and they sort of gave him a budget to fuck about with 20, 30% of it. So you do what you can, surely, and you know you need to introduce some pathos and humanity into it, so that's where you get the Joss sequences cut in between the family that are stuck in the house in the middle of the battle, because he's trying to humanise the whole thing, whereas we know Schneider isn't interested in humanising anything, he likes to treat them as gods and put them on pedestals and we are the, you know, uh, do they ever worry about collateral damage or any of that sort of shit? Well, I think we know by, on. based on the previous films. Exactly. No, they don't give a no. fuck about collateral damage. So, whereas, you know, Marvel realised that that was something they were going to have to worry about. So, again, you look at things, you know, the Avengers, I do feel they were looking at the human cost in Avengers, the first one, mm-hmm. but I know everyone was like, oh no, you're just trashing this and trashing that and people must be dying. So then in Age of Ultron, they make sure they get all the people off the island first and show that happening, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel shoehorned. Mm-hmm. It, it felt natural mm-hmm. and like part of the action, and they were writing other bits around it. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Do that then. Who, like, part of me just wants them to go, all right, Joss, uh, all right, Zach, here's the money. Do what you want to do. We'll release it. If it doesn't make back the fucking money we've given you, it's coming out of your fucking pocket, mate. Because <laughs> I guarantee you they would be giving him a bill for damn near the amount of money that they gave him. There can only be a few fucking dickhead fanboys out there who have deified this man in, in their heads. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's a decent director when you put him on the right project. Yeah, we've seen 300, 300 for example. Yeah. Perfect for him. Massively over the top. Mm-hmm. All style, no substance. Correct. And that is exactly what that film needs to be. Because, again, let's face it, Frank Miller is, I think, as a comic book artist, he was always more style yeah. rather than substance. Although, having said that, the Dark Knight stuff does contain a good bit of substance and subtext and some interesting points. Um, but certainly, stuff like the 300 was just supposed to be a bit blood and guts and you know, a bit of an entertaining romp. And fuck, it is. It's incredible. And like I say, when you put him on that, but then you take that flair to something like, as I've said before, Watchmen, which is very substance, 
not a lot of style, mm -hmm. and deliberately so, mm -hmm. because it doesn't want to be stylish and flashy. And what did he do? He made it stylish and flashy, which is why, although I don't mind that film particularly, I think it's a bit long, but of course it was going to be, and I don't, uh, the end changing is a bit funny for me, because I kind of like the ending as it was, but fair likewise, enough. Likewise, likewise. Um, but yeah, the slow-mo action sequences and stuff where everyone's looking really cool and like Night Owl's doing some awesome stuff. And no, you're like, no. Well, he's Night Owl. He shouldn't, no. he shouldn't look like that. No. And it just jars for me, you know, because it, it, it is that style over substance thing. And if you put him on a project that requires that, it's fine. But you... you I, I, I mean, Justice League, he's trying to put substance in there, but he just doesn't get it, I don't think. And I don't know whether he understands how to actually get through to human beings on a human level. And this is it. I mean, like you say, they, they've done the whole hashtag uh, release, release the Snyder, Snyder Cut. I, I reckon this should be a hashtag fuck the Snyder Cut. Mm. That's all I say. Because most recently they bought, because um, they've been flying planes yeah, yeah. over places with yeah, the yeah. hashtag on the back. Someone bought some electronic billboards at a football game, I believe it was, at yeah. like a Man U football game or something. And it just, uh, it, hashtag release the Snyder Cut was going around the telly yeah. boards, around the edge. Okay, well, if everybody what? donates to our Patreon and, and gives yeah. us the money, we will do a hashtag that says, fuck the Snyder Cut. Yeah. If, you, so if, if ten people sign up to the Patreon in the next month before we record episodes, I promise you that we will take all of that money and attempt to stop the Snyder Cut from yeah. being released. With the I, well, tens or twenties of pounds that we will have, we will... Let's attempt. just remind everyone of the tiers, I think, while we're at this stage. So remember, it's three, six, and twenty-five pounds. Yeah. Okay? Dollars, even. Sorry. <laughs> we don't want to get it wrong. No, we don't want to get Back it wrong. Out. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, we got it wrong there, mate. Ever let us forgive it if we ever got it wrong. Nearly got it wrong. Can't believe we said pounds instead of dollars. Never mind. Oh, dear. So yeah, I think if I was going to pick a worse movie ever, it would probably be Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I'm still oh, sticking, so I agree I'm with, sticking with Airbender. Last Airbender still, would be there, there for, because when you add the disappointment factor in yes. on a personal level, I yes. totally agree. It's, yeah. And that's, that's it's where it so is. It's so disappointing yeah. and let, such a letdown. Um, but yeah, I think we'll leave it at that then. Apologies for the episode, guys. It has been potluck. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. We will be back uh, in two weeks' time for our regularly scheduled programming uh, TV episode. Um, so, yeah, for now, I shall sign off by saying that I am Bav. And I have been Fluff. And, oh, yeah, I did sign off wrong, actually. Let's yeah. try that again. I have been Bav. I have been Fluff. And this was Screen Masters. What do I say has been Screen Masters? I don't know. We're, We're going with what I've done. Also, you know, facebook.com forward slash the Screen Masters. Yes. <laughs>